Welcome to the Soul Driven Podcast. I believe that when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. If you are searching for meaning and purpose, if you are unsure about how to combine the spiritual with the everyday, if you are ready to uncover who you truly are, then you've come to the right place. The Soul Driven Podcast is dedicated to exploring the intersection of living a soulful and spiritual life in a driven and ambitious world. Join me for practical guidance, truthful discussions, and interviews with people who are successfully living a soul-driven life. My name is Anna Hendricks, spiritual guide, marketer, and your host. Thank you for being here. Welcome back, folks, to another soul-driven episode. What's up? Anna Hendricks here, your spiritual guide and host today. And my, my, do we have a different kind of episode for you. I'm excited. This is going to be a lot of fun. So first of all, just wanted to share that the intention for this episode, how to build a solid foundation, was really born out of a combination of several of you reaching out to me last week, being like, Anna heard the March Akashic Forecast heard what they're talking about with the solid foundation, but unsure of what that means. I think some of you weren't on my email list, so you didn't receive that workshop that I had done, the replay, but not to worry. It was funny too, because actually in between not only hearing from a couple of you online, but then a friend of mine in person, I had gotten just kind of a hit. It was like, you just need to record this in a podcast and to kind of share what you shared in your workshop. So that is what we're going to be doing today. It's going to be a very unique type of episode. I'm going to be sharing slash teaching very similar to what I did in the workshop. And then on the other side, I'm going to share the Akashic message that I channeled from the records about how to build a solid foundation. So where some of the teaching came from, where, you know, just the impetus for all of this originated. So let me just kind of take a couple of steps back here and say that the Akashic Records started talking about building a solid foundation at the end of 2020 or in 2021. I can't fully remember Several of you as well have reached out and said like, hey, can you point me to that episode? And the truth is, it's just that they started sprinkling it in to the monthly forecasts and definitely all, I would think all through 2021. I personally haven't gone back to look at them, so I can't give you specifics. But if you really do want to kind of hear where those originated, I would start with the monthly Akashic forecasts you know, starting in 2021 and just kind of grab any of them that jump out to you and give them a listen. And again, just a reminder that you can also check out the translations on my website. So um, you can find that there too. Okay. So before we dive into all things today, I do have a couple of announcements with you again, again. So first of all, don't forget that the Akashic Activation for what I'm going to be talking about today for how to build a solid foundation is on YouTube. And I will share another link in the show notes. You can go check it out. Like, subscribe to my YouTube if that is something that 
is of interest to you as I will be sharing more and more messages, activations, showing my face every now and then, maybe even more. We'll see. <laughs> but if you love YouTube, then it's a great way to kind of stay up to date there. Um, the second thing is a reminder to sign up for the Access Your Akashic Soul waiting list, which is my eight-week Akashic Records course. And it's going to be launching soon. And if this is of interest to you, if you would like to learn more about the Akashic Records, go deep with the Akashic Records, learn how to utilize them in your own life to empower your life, to heal, to change the lives around you. I just, you know, I have been working with the Akashic Records since the early part of 2020. They have changed my life. They have set me on my soul path. They have assisted me in understanding my life purpose. They have healed me in so many different ways. They have really just changed my life in a, such a beautiful way. And of course, this is something that is readily acceptable for anyone. So you don't need to be like born out of the womb, super psychic, or have all sorts of like, you know, psychic skills in order to do, to do this work. The Akashic Records are open and available to anyone who wants to work with them. But because they are an esoteric practice, and it takes some time getting used to this tool, especially if you're not coming at it from with any sort of context of working with energy, communicating with energy, then taking a course, whether with me or with someone else, is something I would highly recommend. But we'll definitely be having all sorts of community aspects you know, guest teachers popping in tons and tons of practice. You're not going away from you're not going to walk away from this feeling I don't know, anything but confident about your practice. So, check that out. The waiting list is important because as this will be my first cohort, there will only be so many seats available. And you want to get first dibs on that. Okay? Um, ba -bum -bum -bum. the only other thing I really wanted to share with you is that I do have one more mentorship spot available, which I have rebranded as my soul driven sessions, guidance sessions. <laughs> I'll get that. I'll get the new name eventually. <laughs> These are my mentorships where I work one-on-one -on -one with folks. I have just really come to love this work and so enjoy, especially my clients who are with me kind of in a longer term fashion. It's just incredible what we've been able to do together. And the thing is, I love calling these sessions and myself a guide because, you know, I am not your coach. I am not, there's no hierarchy here. I am here to guide you into the wisdom that is already within you, that is readily available and abundant and you know, within these sessions, that is what takes place. So they're beautiful, intuitively led sessions. We we open up sacred space together, calling in guides and higher selves, really raising our consciousness. Um, some of the things that I really specialize with um, in the midst of these sessions are reconnecting, healing with your heart, um, strengthening your intuitive practice, developing a relationship with your inner child and even doing like learning how to do inner child work, heal your inner child, these sorts of things, personal empowerment, uncovering, following your life purpose, coming into alignment with your body, working with guides, relationships, so much more. If this is of some, if this is of interest to you, just reach out, connect with, 
connect with me. We can set up a call and talk more, see if it is the right fit for both of us, and then just kind of go for there. So, all right. I think that's, I think that's it for today. Oh, just one last thing. Make sure to check out the 2023 Akashic Forecast Toolkit. This is your guide. If you love these Akashic channeled messages, then you're going to want to have this supportive resource in your life for the year ahead. It's got channeled messages. It's got activations. It's got a whole bunch of different things in there for you. And it's not something that you will just be utilizing for this year. I guarantee it. As you may or may not know within the Akashic Records, time does not exist. So anytime you feel drawn to these messages, there's information there for you. Okay. 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 So let's dive into today. So as I mentioned at the onset of this episode, this is going to be a little bit different because I'm going to be teaching more so instead of just kind of like speaking, channeling what it is that I typically do, especially in these sessions where it's just you and I. So I'm not going to be going over every single thing that was in included in the workshop, but I'm going to be hitting all the big stuff. So I would highly recommend joining my newsletter community. If you want access to future workshops, if you want to learn one-on-one -on -one with me, it's fun. <laughs> we have a great time. It's interactive. And of course, the Akashic Records are always there showing up in one way or another. So let's dive in. How to build a solid foundation. So one of the big reasons that I was led to create this workshop is because depending upon who you are, what your background is, you know, anything like when you hear this idea of a solid foundation, it's going to be different for you. And I just kind of want to point out on the onset that there is no right or wrong to building a solid foundation. Um, one of my friends actually had like Googled like how to build a solid foundation and she got like a whole bunch of information, like people were sharing different things. That's awesome. So what I specifically wanted to share in this workshop was the three things that the, the three top things that the Akashic Records wanted me to focus on within this workshop, because there are quite a few pillars, right? We could step into finances and career and a bunch of different areas of our life. But these three are the most important. And those are the mental, the spiritual, and the physical. Okay, and we're going to be breaking those down. But a couple of things up front. So number one, do not feel the pressure to master all three of these at once. Okay, <laughs> this is not what this is about. Perfectionism is, is not what we're going for here. What I would invite you to do is to take in this information, find out what really calls to you, you know, what area, and then really start there because that's going to be a little bit different for every one of us. Second thing is building a solid foundation. Like we're not just building this for a little while. We're not just, this isn't just like a habit that we're going to, you know, start for a little bit and then let go. Like this is building a solid foundation for forever. This is building something that will always assist you on your path, regardless of where you're at, what you're going through, you know, whether it is because the world is changing or because you lose a loved one or because you're in the midst of a massive career change, or perhaps you leave a relationship. I mean, 
When you think about life, we go through all kinds of different changes. Some of them are very emotional, destructive, um, you know, or I should say can lead to like destructive things. And a solid foundation is going to assist you in those processes so that even if you are very emotional and lose yourself a bit, that you're able to come back to center more easily, right? This isn't about spiritual bypassing. In fact, it's the opposite. It's about really learning how to work with life and how to be ready and available for the, you know, the twists and turns of life, the ebbs and the flows, knowing that we can feel all the feelings, knowing that that's actually in total alignment for us, and yet realizing that we don't have to fully give into it to a point where we totally lose ourselves or we end up, you know, really hurting our lives or hurting other relationships or, you know, there's so many different variables here. This is a forever change. And so that's why it's especially important to remember that you don't need to master all these things at once. You know, um, this really is in a way starting a habit, but a habit that's going to last forever, right? And in that we want to be realistic about how much it is that we're taking on. And this is really my third point <laughs> is to be realistic, you know, set yourself up for success. When you hear me talking about, you know, all the different things today, like don't put pressure on yourself. Don't feel weighed down. You know, we've got already a lot going on in our lives. This is about starting small. So even if it is something like meditation and you start with just three minutes a day, like that is awesome. Be proud of yourself. Don't compare yourself with other people. Don't hold yourself to a standard that's unrealistic. You know, look at your life, evaluate what you've got going on and start there. Know that the incremental changes are the ones that are the have the biggest impact on our lives when we stick to them consistently. So again, even if it is three minutes a day, which someone else might be like, that's nothing. How is that going to help you? Oh, believe me, it will. <laughs> My partner has been meditating for five minutes a day for, oh gosh, I think five years now. And he preaches meditation. He could give you a list of the ways in which it has helped him. And that's only five minutes a day. Okay. So you don't need to have these massive uh, rituals, practices, you know, spend all of this time. What matters most is your intention, right? But be realistic from the onset. And then the last thing, I just want to share this with you. This is work that we do for ourselves. Okay. And the reason is because this solid foundation is all about ourselves, all about ourselves. All right. We don't do this for anyone else. That being said, of course, like I say on this podcast all the time, when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. But this, you like, if you commit to this work, don't commit to it for any other reason that you're doing this for you, right? You don't need to do this for your friends and family. You don't need to do this for God or your guides. Nobody is holding you accountable for this. This is 100% your decision, right? God talks about in the Bible, which, you know, I talk about the Bible relatively often on this podcast, whether you realize it or not, even though I don't align myself with organized religion or live my life like verbatim, like the Bible says, because I don't believe in that. 
But, you know, God talks about in the Bible that praying and and having spiritual practice and and really edifying ourselves, it's we don't do that for God. We do that for ourselves. We're the ones on planet Earth. We're the ones going through the difficult things. And it is helpful for us to remember that connection to the spiritual world and to ourselves in the midst of it. That helps us, all right? So you don't need to feel like you are letting anyone down if you don't show up for your meditation or something happens and you forget, whatever the case may be, okay? Again, just putting this up front, no pressure on yourself, all right? And then the last thing I just want to say is that it's really, really important for you to take in this information, take what resonates, leave the rest, right? You hear this all the time, but probably the most important thing that I always want to impart on my students, on any anyone who attends my workshops, courses, anything like that, you know what is right for you, period. Don't second guess yourself. If I share something today that doesn't resonate, resonate with you, that's okay. You know, I am not meant to resonate with everybody and not everything I'm going to say may resonate with you. And that's all right. That doesn't make me bad or me wrong or you bad or you wrong. That's not what it's about. It's just that what may be right for me or what I may be talking about may not resonate with you. That's okay. All right. I think it's really important for us to stop like pointing fingers and demonizing teachers and people for like, you know, not being in alignment with us. If it doesn't resonate, it doesn't resonate. And that is okay. Trust yourself. All right. Okay. So let's dive in. So first of all, again, what is a solid foundation? The solid foundation is meant to be you. You, you, you. And we're going to start with the mental mind. Okay. So first of all, I want to just invite you to think about where you rank yourself in your life right now. What number are you? Are, are you number one? Are you number five? Are you number 10? Do you have kids or work? You can pause this if you need to like take a moment to really kind of feel into that. But I encourage you to really be honest with yourself. Know that there are no right or wrong answers to this or any other of the, the things that I'm going to ask you today, all right? This is for you. And this is for you to help you become aware of where you are ranking on your list. Now, if you're a parent, you know, there there will be some times and potentially days when, when maybe you can't be number one on your list. But overall is, is what's most important. I ask you this because if we don't understand where we're at and our, our list of priorities in life, and if we aren't number one, then it's time for us to reevaluate what we are setting in front of ourselves. You know, even as a parent, and I know mothers particularly really struggle with this, we can't be who we're meant to be for the people in our life if we don't take care of ourselves. And it doesn't mean pushing everything aside and not dealing with it or not taking care of it or anything of that nature. But, you know, if we are a parent or a caretaker 
or perhaps, you know, like we've got employees or we have an audience or whatever the case may be. If we don't take care of ourselves, then we aren't ever going to be able to take care of anyone else. We'll be pouring from an empty cup, right? And awareness is a really important place for us to start as we kind of dive into this information and talk about, you know, our mental, our spiritual, our physical relationship to ourself and to the world around us. We need to be number one on that list. And I know that for a lot of us, we were raised in organized religion and or are just impacted by organized religion. Like a lot of people are, you know, they didn't grow up in organized religion, but they still have this idea that focusing on themselves is selfish. And if you know my story, you knew I grew up in organized religion. And I can't even tell you how many times I was told growing up that I was selfish, that doing something that I was really excited about, that I really loved was selfish. Our idea of what selfish is, is really skewed. And that is why we're so out of whack. That is why the true epidemic or pandemic, I should say, on this planet is a lack of love for ourselves, because we've all been taught that we should love everyone else first. Instead of being taught, we have to love ourselves first so that we can love other people. But it's about being aware, right? It's about being aware. What is our relationship to ourself? Where would we rank ourselves in terms of importance? Why would we not place ourselves first and foremost? These are important questions to ask ourselves, right? The second component to this is really, you know, when it comes to the mental mind, and it comes to the things going on in our head, it's important for us to do our best to be present. Being present with what is, being present with what is around us. So many of us get caught up and are lost in our own little movies all the time. And that's how things get so out of whack, right? We, we will, it's, I, I'm, I know this has happened to you because of course it's happened to me so many times. It still happens to me. I will go through periods of life where it's just like, I will be going through the motions of life, but then I'll wake up and I'll be like, wait, what happened the past couple of days? Or what happened the past couple of weeks? Right? Everybody knows the couple who used to be such an incredible couple. And then all of a sudden, one day they wake up and they don't know each other anymore. Living without that awareness, without that presence really gets us in trouble. And if we are going to really learn how to work with our mental mind, how to utilize our mental mind, then learning how to be present is really important. And in that, this means taking responsibility for ourselves, right? We have to take responsibility for who we are. We have to take responsibility for the things that we think about, for the things that happen in our life. Without responsibility, we're just kind of like caught up in the wind. And we're going to just, you know, we're, we're always going to have something to blame stuff on, right? It's really interesting to me, this whole dynamic in like the Christian church where you've got like God and the devil. And 
to be honest with you, like I grew up believing in the devil, believing that the devil existed until I got older and realized that the devil was really a, a machination of, <laughs> of our humanness to blame outside of ourselves, to have a reason why things go wrong, a reason why things don't work out in our favor. Because of course, we, we aren't taught like, hey, we, we choose to incarnate on this planet. We choose to incarnate on this planet specifically because of the 3D energy here and all of the tension and stress and emotions that are aligned with that. But we choose to do that because we learn the greatest lessons here. We evolve really, really quickly and we get to live in a human experience. But we don't know that, right? So we kind of are born into pointing fingers and saying, well, this is happening because of this or this is happening because of that. Instead of really saying, wait a minute, I chose this. I did this. And I know that there's a lot of discussion within the spiritual community about how this is like some sort of toxic thing. And what I am not talking about is the fact that you chose to be sexually abused or you chose to be in a violent relationship or you chose to be you know what I mean manipulated or these sorts of things that's not what I'm talking about but even in those situations and what I am talking about regarding those situations is saying okay I was sexually abused I can't control that that is what happened now how do I choose to live my life now how do I choose to feel towards this person how do I choose to handle myself in this regard? Those are big, big things, big topics. And I don't want to say that there's one right or wrong answer, but taking responsibility for ourselves is really about learning how to come back into empowering ourselves, empowering where we're at, right? We have to get to know ourselves. And in order for us to get to know ourselves, which is a tall order, right? I mean, <laughs> that, that phrase, know thyself, like that doesn't happen in just one lifetime, I don't believe. I, I, there's no way that a soul can be born in, in total uh, ignorance. And I don't mean that in a, in a derogatory way whatsoever, but knowing nothing and then just fully come into the awareness of what it is all within one lifetime it takes time it really takes time for us to know ourselves and I share that because like it's important for us to be patient with ourselves in that process be patient with coming to know what what makes us feel secure what makes us feel alive what makes us feel happy you know who those people are but if we don't take the time to get to know ourselves if we don't get the, take the time to understand what makes us tick, how will we ever build that solid foundation for us? We won't, right? Because we won't understand what our center is. We won't understand how to ground ourselves. We won't understand how to come back into that middle place. So how do we get to know ourselves? First of all, it's about awareness and about learning how to come into awareness with what is happening in in our world and in our life. The second thing is to start paying attention to our thoughts. You know, what's happening in your mind? What do you wake up with? 
in the morning. You know, when I wake up in the morning and I have the awareness to intentionally start my day off with gratitude, even if I'm just like, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's it. That's all I have to say. (laughs) My day goes so much better versus when I wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh, I slept so terrible. Oh my gosh, I have this thing to do today, blah, blah. I totally different. We are the creators of our reality and our future. That awareness is our power. And when we start learning how to live from that place, instead of just from an emotional place or being lost in our movie place, life really changes. Then the last part, getting to know ourselves, is learning how to differentiate between our monkey mind and our heart. Like what is running the show? Science has caught up (laughs) with what the spiritual community has been talking about for many years now, being that the heart is actually the brain of the body. The heart knows what's going on way before the mind does. And so those of us who have very active mental processes get very lost because those mental processes take us on all kinds of adventures. The mind is meant to keep us alive. That is the sole purpose of the mind is literally... It's that extreme. It wants to keep us alive. And it thinks that anything out of the norm will kill us. (laughs) This is why when you want to start a diet and get in shape, when you want to open up your heart and try and love someone, when you want to step out and try a new career, the mind goes crazy. It's like it just like starts like chucking all these ideas at you of like, what's going to happen if you do this? It will enact nuclear warfare on you. It's wild. Versus the heart. Versus the heart and coming into that heart space, learning how to come into that heart space, which we'll do a little bit later. But learning how to get that process out of the mental mind into the heart is going to teach you so much about yourself. Because if you are relying on your mind, then it's almost as if you're relying on fear. The mind, the mind is a wonderful tool and I don't want to discount it by any means, but it should be in the backseat. It should not be running the show. Otherwise, you're going to have a difficult time out there, right? But if the heart is running the show, you will always be walking on a path that is correct for you even if it's the wrong path. You know, sometimes uh, clients have asked before, like, well, I followed my heart, but, but it didn't work out. And it's like, yes, but what did you learn? But what were you shown? What did you experience in that process? Following the heart, like following our guides, following God, like any of those things that... They're never going to take us on a 100% like fail safe path. That's impossible here on planet Earth. This is the learning planet. <laughs> and learning, because we're hard-headed humans, does not come through ease. Okay? Not that it can't. 
Sometimes we're really smart, but usually we're running around the same mountain multiple times before we actually learn. So I want to welcome you into a little bit of an activity. So I'd like you to just go ahead and close your eyes. Just close your eyes. And kind of just breathe in. Just start paying attention to your breath. You don't need to breathe in any particular way. Just close your eyes. Tune in. And I want to I want you to call it into memory. The last time that you felt like you were completely yourself. The last time that you felt safe, free, light, easy, fulfilled, carefree, happy, content. Don't judge whatever comes up for you. Just just trust it. Just trust it. Doesn't matter what age you were. None of those things. I just really want you to feel how you felt in that moment. To just really connect with that. And you can pause if you really want to just be here. But just really connect with that feeling. That is the feeling that you will feel when your mental mind is not running the show. When you have a solid foundation in place. This is the feeling that you are chasing. This is reconnecting with yourself. This is who you are. (laughs) Again, feel free to pause. Since it's a podcast, I'm going to try and move relatively quickly through these things. So some of the tools, some of the tools that are really helpful for working with the mental mind. First of all, meditation. I know, I know, I know. Meditation is a tough one for a lot of people. But I believe that the main reason meditation is such a difficult you know, concept for folks or it feels so intimidating is because most people don't understand what meditation is. And so um, the meditation resources that I would offer up to you, I talk about on this podcast a lot. One of them is Headspace, the app. You can download it for free. They have a free program. 10 different, you know, um, meditations that you walk through everywhere from like three minutes to 20 minutes. I believe everyone can find time for three minutes. (laughs) And what's really great about this free program is Andy, the founder actually talks about what meditation is in that process. So you educate yourself on understanding it, which can be so empowering um, another fantastic meditation resource is Tara Brock. She is a meditation teacher. 
Her podcast is packed full of teachings and meditations. She's also on YouTube. She offers these up free and they are phenomenal. Um, She teaches this process called RAIN, which helps you to walk through working through difficult situations, emotions. It's phenomenal. Tara Brock is worth your time. And then I also teach how to do the Samarpan meditation, which is a crown chakra meditation on my YouTube channel, if that is of interest to you. The Samarpan is kind of a more intense meditative practice. It is 30 minutes a day, but it is phenomenal. The guru who created uh, the Samarpan his challenge is for folks to do it for 45 days. And what you do is you write down the things that you want to change in your life and then you meditate. And there's a mantra that you say at the beginning and then you meditate for 30 minutes every day. And let me tell you, I have done this multiple times. By the time you get through that 45 days, you will be blown away when you look back at that list. Things will happen. It is magical, okay? (laughs) Highly recommend Second resource here is breath work. And I probably should have talked about breath work first because any legit meditation teacher will tell you that breath work is actually the first step to meditating because a lot of people really struggle with their mind, really struggle with the amount of energy and tension that goes through their body when they close their eyes and tune in because they don't do that very often. So if you find yourself in this place, check out Breathwork. There are unlimited people and resources on YouTube. The third one that I want to mention is tapping. I have spoken about tapping quite a bit on this podcast. I'm a huge fan. Tapping is incredible because not only are you tapping different um, pressure points in your body, so you're releasing energy which is such a powerful practice, but you are also reprogramming your mind at the same time. And the reprogramming of your mind and of negative beliefs and of anything like that going on while you're tapping is just life-changing. I can't... One of these days I'm going to do a whole podcast on tapping and just really break down and explain how beneficial it has been to me, but it is huge. You know, and then just last thing, couple of, you know, think about what, what helps you to be present in your life, you know, make a list of these things that, that help you so that you can lean on them, right? Kids are great. I love being around kids. I don't have any of my own, (laughs) but kids, I mean, like I can't be anything but present when I'm around kids. I really enjoy being around them. Animals are another one. I talk about animals a lot. A lot, a lot. I love being with animals. They really get me connected to my heart space, get me out of my mental mind, you know, wild animals, domestic animals. It doesn't matter. Put me around the animals. Okay. So let's dive into our second component here, which is spirituality. And um, if, (laughs) of course, this podcast is getting long already. Ah, so this was a three-hour workshop, and I feel like I'm doing pretty good here, even though there's a lot of information that I'm not even sharing with you. But, okay, 
So spirituality, your relationship to the spiritual world. So first of all, I want to start this off by defining spirituality for you if you haven't heard my definition yet. I believe that spirituality is coming home to the home that is within ourselves. It is tuning in to that wisdom that is within, to the God that is within, the the divine source that is within all of us. Nobody is left out. Nobody. It doesn't matter how evil or awful you think they are. Everyone has the divine living inside of them. And when we connect with our spirituality, excuse me, and we have a spiritual practice, that is what we are doing is we are going inside and we are connecting with that divinity that lives within all of us. My question to you is, what is your relationship to spirituality? What kind of spiritual practices are a priority in your life? And how much do you prioritize spirituality? Again, this is not meant, this is not about shame or being right or wrong. This is for your benefit to really think about this and be honest with yourself. If we are not honest with ourselves, right, then we can't change anything. And often, I mean, change always starts with being aware. So if you're like, man, you know, I love, I love listening to the podcasts. I love reading the books, but I don't really have a daily practice or I don't, you know, dedicate myself daily. All right. That's good information. That's really good information. Spirituality is what happens within us, right? It's all about the internal. The external world that is around us is consistently and readily available. And I believe that everything in the external world is really trying to get us to do anything but connect internally. Which is why it's very difficult and why like, you know, I've been meditating for, I don't know, seven, eight years at this point and I love to meditate. But sometimes it's really hard for me to sit and close my eyes and to go and, you know, tune in. Sometimes it's really difficult for me to want to sit down, close my eyes and connect with the Akashic Records. Even though I am afforded this wealth of information when I do so. And it feels so good. (laughs) Right? But the external world, I mean, it is loud. It distracts us, right? We've got our cell phones going off. We have ready access from our cell phones to, to all the people that we love, the things that we love, information. Like, oh my goodness. You know, then we have distractions in our own life. You know, maybe it's our friends and our family. Maybe it's our jobs, like there's unlimited things that are happening externally. And for a lot of us, we're really scared to go and be internal, right? But that's why it's so important. And that's why it's so powerful. And you know, I would guarantee every person, whether you have a spiritual practice or not, you have connected in with that divinity at one point in time or another. You know how it feels and you've wanted more of it, but doing it is difficult, right? Again, just something I think that's important for us to be honest with ourselves about. 
It's not easy, but it will change our life, change our life. I can tell you the weeks that I am in the Akashic Records a whole bunch, whether with clients or materials that I'm creating, workshops, whatever the case may be, I am a different person when I'm in that space consistently. And by that, I mean daily, completely different person. I am a different person when I am meditating consistently or when I'm doing other practices, you know, that may be calling to me at that point in time. I'm a different person. And I guarantee that you are as well, right? But our spirituality is huge, not just for the relationship that we have with ourselves, but the relationship that we have with our outside world. Because of course, the outside world is important. Our external is important, you know? What enables you to engage with the world around you from a grounded, centered place? What is that? It's that connection to our internal. I believe every single one of us, what we are doing when we incarnate in these lives is that we all originated as God, as parts of God, right? And, and we came out in these little tiny pieces and we said, we want to experience things. We want to know things. We want to feel things. We want to do things. And so we spread out into all corners of all the universes and galaxies that are available out there. <laughs> and we started. And in that journey, part of our disconnection from source is that we are always looking to reconnect to source. And especially the journey here on earth, we're looking to satisfy something, to satisfy a hunger. We think it's in our exterior world. We think maybe it's in money or success, fame, love, you know, like romantic love. It's in none of that. It's in the getting quiet. It's in the becoming internal. Not that we block out the external world, but we'll never be satiated with things that we find in the external. Never. We're always going to want more. We're always going to want to experience it in a different way. Always. So when we don't do the internal work, our external experience is never going to be as fulfilled as what it could be. This is why spirituality is so huge, right? The beautiful thing about connecting with our spirituality is that while there are, are all these amazing tools out there, right? Things like tarot, things like... Um, crystals and you know candles and incense and I mean like there's so many different ways in which to be spiritual but none of that is necessary <laughs> I shared with my workshop like I have sat on many a toilets and prayed <laughs> many 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 <laughs> Why? Because that was all the time I had in the day and or because I was maybe in a situation where like I really needed some help and I didn't have anywhere to like go and get on my knees and say a prayer and be all like ritualized, ritualized about it. It was like, no, like, God, I need your help right now <laughs> here from the toilet seat. That is real. I am not like diminishing any of these tools by any means. If these things call to you, please utilize them. But my point is you do not need them to connect with your wisdom or to be spiritual 
or to strengthen your relationship with the spiritual world. You just don't. And the longer that you spend time in the spiritual world and connecting with your spirituality, the more you'll see that. I can tell I started off with all the all the all the glitz and glam, all the fun things. I still greatly enjoy them. Um, I literally have two stones in my pockets right now because <laughs> I have been so drawn to them over the past several days. I have, you know, crystals around me on my desk. I have, I have a beautiful Jesus figurine um, that that hangs out with me here. Like, I have my pendulums. I have different things, and I love working with all of these things. But I know that. I can sit on my toilet and be just as effective <laughs> without any of it. And that is what I want to impart to you. So let's test this out a little bit, okay? So for this activity, obviously, please don't do this if you're driving down the road. Probably should have said that last time, but it's all good. So again, I just want you to close your eyes. Just you know, close your eyes and bring your attention to your breath. And just really listen to that inhale and that exhale. That inhale and that exhale. what I'd like for you to do is just place your hand on your heart, on your heart chakra, which is that, that place right, right in the middle of your chest bone. And I want you to just kind of take a moment to, to realize, to feel that switch from the conscious mind into your body. And I want you to really feel into this place. We have chakras in our hands and they are so powerful. And when you place one chakra over your heart chakra or over any other chakra, it really brings that space to life. And I just want you to feel into this place. Feel into your heart. Feel into how it feels. You know, maybe it's a little raw. Maybe it's tender. Maybe it feels expansive. Maybe your heart is beating really fast. Maybe it's a little nervous. And your breathing's a little, a little off. Just try not to judge, but just to feel in. Eyes closed. This is where the wisdom is located within you. This peace, this silence 
You can go to it at any time. Literally, you can walk into a public bathroom, put hand on heart, bring your consciousness down into your body, fill into this space. You can ask yourself questions and then fill into this space. knowing that it's fully alive and here for you. Feel free to pause and stay here if you'd like to. Or you can go ahead and come back. All it took was hand on heart, right? And if you match that with some breathing, whew, man, you can tune into that, that beautiful, powerful peacefulness in like 10 seconds without any tools, maybe from a toilet. <laughs> I invite you to welcome this practice in it's Something that I love to do with my clients, my mentorship clients at the beginning of our sessions, we, we pair it with breath work, but it helps to just ground and center you like boom, so fast. So a couple of the tools that I really like to use to get into the spiritual and to develop my spirituality, number one, prayer. Oh my gosh, prayer. I don't care who you're praying to. Pray to whomever feels good to you. And if you don't know who to pray to, that's okay. You don't need to. <laughs> Offer up prayer. Just say, hello, I, I want to pray. I need to talk to someone. Whoever's out there, help me, hear me. The most powerful prayer that I believe anyone can ever say is help me. That's it. You don't need to have anything fancy. You don't need to say it in any particular way or any with any particular tone of voice. <laughs> Prayer. It's so powerful. I have been praying since I was a kid. I have gone through periods of my life where I prayed while journaling. I would like write out my prayers. Praying is massive, massive, massive. Like you just... I think it's underestimated how powerful prayer is. I can get in conversations with God like when I'm walking that just blow me away. You know, sometimes God talks back to me, sometimes not so much. And I'm just talking to myself. Regardless, I feel renewed. I feel found. I feel centered and grounded when I am done. It's incredible. Number two, gratitude journal. I have talked about gratitude journal, like gratitude practice on my podcast infinite times. Um, I've written about it. I've, I've made videos about it. I've, because having a gratitude practice has literally saved my life twice, two different times. When I was in such deep, dark space that I didn't know how to climb out. I didn't know how to get out. And I had spiritual practices at that time. It's not like I, I didn't have anything to lean on. But it was intentionally being 
grateful and finding things in my life to be grateful for that help to flip that switch. You know, you hear things about like law of attraction and all these kinds of things. Guess what? The only thing you need is gratitude. I'm telling you. And a gratitude practice is just sitting down every morning or every evening. Or if you're going through a particularly rough time, I, I suggest doing it in the morning and in the evening. You know, writing down at least three things that you're grateful for and why, if you feel led. If you, if you, if you can't say why, that's okay. Just write down three things that you're thankful for. And they don't have to be big, profound things. Like, I have been grateful for toilet paper before. Because guess what? I am very thankful for toilet paper. <laughs> I am very, very thankful. It doesn't have to be profound. It can be whatever it is, but that's huge. Music. Music is another really, really beautiful one. You know, music, I am particularly very, very sensitive to sound. So music for me is massive. Oh my gosh. Beautiful music can take me into places that like, I don't know, a lot of things just can't, you know, it can shift my mood so fast. And it really uplifts me. It really, it, it it's so powerful. Music, you know, and in that, be aware of the music that you listen to, be aware of the music that you sing along to. Not all of it is good for you, okay? Or in your highest and best, I should say. All right, let's jump in to the last part here, which is the physical body. And I'm just going to write down here that we are like 56 minutes in because, yeah, this will kind of help folks to jump around if they need to. So the body, the physical body. First of all, I just want to say on the front end that I understand our the relationship that we have with our bodies is a very complicated one, especially if you identify as a female, especially. But our bodies are incredible, beautiful, just phenomenal, phenomenal. Especially if you're a woman, um, you've heard the opposite your entire life, more or less. Or your body has been used against you, or your body has brought you harm, or your body has caused unwanted attention or things to occur. There's just so many things here that I could unpack that we're just not going to unpack today. But the bottom line is, the body is where our spirit lives. And the Akashic Records said specifically in the channeled message, if you cannot find a home here, then you will always be looking to the exterior world for your safety and comfort, for love and survival. I just want to, I'm going to say it again because it's so massive. If you cannot find a home within your physical body, then you will always be looking to the exterior world for your safety and comfort for love and survival. What is your relationship to your body? How do you care for your body? How do you speak to it? How 
do you view it? Big questions, really big questions. And again, this isn't about shame. This isn't about right or wrong. I can tell you my body has caused me an enormous amount of pain and hurt in my life. I have always been told that my body is wrong. I have always been told that my body is like, I don't know, up and open for everyone else's opinion. I have been told that my body should look this way instead of the way it does, that it should act this way instead of the way it does. Since I was young, even when I was an athlete, I was told, oh, well, wait a minute, you are this height, you should be at this weight, not this weight. Oh, well, you have this, this isn't correct. Like, oh my freaking gosh. I went on a bit of a tangent the other day, I was actually started by writing out how grateful I am to my body and how much I am letting go of these ideas that my body should weigh a particular amount or that I should wear a particular size of pants or I should any of these things. I am freeing my body of those restrictions, those ideas that were placed upon me by other people. And it ended up turning into this full on just like outpouring of anger and emotion and realization that my relationship with my body has been totally screwed up because of everyone else's opinion of it and everyone else's ideas of what it should be. We have to push these things aside. And this is not an overnight practice. But again, if we can't find a home here, we'll always be looking to the exterior world. And I don't know about you, but I have zero interest in giving away my power anymore to the exterior world, especially because they've never had my best interest in mind, period. <laughs> Only I can do that for myself. Only you can do that for yourself. So I'm starting to think about things like, how do I nourish my body? What makes my body feel good? I am starting to pay attention to how my body feels after I eat certain foods. Like I really wanted some sugar over the weekend. Like really wanted it. And so I was like, okay. Like I tried to eat all the, the things in the house that were like healthy, that like fig or not figs, um, dates, you know, that were healthy, that were like sugary, that like might help like fight off this craving. Didn't work. <laughs> I'm in the midst of my like my cycle right now. So that's probably part of it. But so I decided to take myself to the store and get myself my my sugar snack. And I paid attention to my body. All of a sudden, my head started hurting. My stomach started aching a little bit. Now, these were not like massive things. I, I was I got really tired when I had really had a lot of energy before. And I just, I took it in and I didn't judge myself and I wasn't mean to myself or anything like that. It was just like, okay, this is what happens when I make this choice. And I need to remember this. So in the future, you know, I might make a different decision. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but I'm starting to pay attention to my body. I'm starting to honor it. 
and I invite you to do the same. Think about how you view your body or what you say to yourself when you look in the mirror. That's so huge, right? What do you say to yourself when you can't fit in your pants or they're not as comfortable or your shirt feels off or you sit down and all of a sudden you feel uncomfortable in your middle section or someone else says something to you about your body or you get caught up in comparing yourself, right? Our body, our body is our greatest tool for wisdom in this lifetime, period. Our body knows the truth way before our mind does, way before the mind does, which is why sometimes, you know, someone can maybe do something to you or say something to you and all of a sudden your body like tightens up or like your stomach hurts. And maybe even in your mind, you're like, well, that, that wasn't really a big deal. But your body is letting you know this was a big deal or someone crossed a boundary here. Your body knows the truth and it will share that information with you if you start paying attention to it. Your body will always let you know what is aligned for you and what isn't. You can even stand with like food and or ask your body like, do I want to eat ice cream right now? Do I want to eat broccoli right now? Like you can ask yourself this and you don't have to worry because I guarantee you your body will not always say it wants broccoli. <laughs> there will be times when it says, I want some ice cream. And when that time is aligned, it won't affect your body negatively. And it definitely won't make you gain weight. I did a whole episode about the Akashic Records and everything that I have been learning about the body and weight and, and all of these different things um, since last year when this first started coming up in client sessions. Food does not make us gain weight. The way we think about it is what does that. Food is just energy. Everything is energy. And absolutely some foods have lower vibrational energy than others, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it shifts into weight. Now, this is a whole different topic. I don't want to go into it too much. But my point being is that you don't have to worry about your body always telling you that it wants broccoli. You can ask it what it wants. If it feels open and expansive in your body when you ask it, that's a yes. If your stomach feels a little tight, your chest feels a little tight, you know what I mean? Maybe your head hurts a little bit, like that's a no. And those are things to pay attention to. Now it takes time to come to know these things, but it's huge. It's huge. The body will always let you know. And I know that a lot of us struggle with different things within our body. We go through different sicknesses and illnesses. I want you to know that these ideas that your body is eating itself or destroying itself or calling your body a meat suit or any of these things is such a disrespect to your body. Your body is never attacking itself. Never. It is always, always, always trying to get you in balance. Always. Always trying to get you aligned always that is its job just like the mind's job is to keep you alive the body's job is to get you into alignment and whether that is by helping you to know whether something is or is not aligned for you and or sometimes with disease you know body aches I see with my clients all the time in restoration sessions you know, that their bodies are just reacting violently to them to get their attention, to help them see that their life is completely in disarray 
that they're working way too much, that they're not resting enough, that they're not eating good foods. Like the body loves us. It, your body loves you. And it's so important for us to change the relationship that we have with our body and to really start working on this and cultivating this. The last little thing that I want to say here is about exercise. And we're going to talk about tools here in a minute, of course, and absolutely I'm going to talk about exercise. But I want you to know that I want to help shift your perspective on exercise because exercise is a difficult one. And I know that a lot of us were really pressured to exercise in very unhealthy and shameful, mean ways growing up and throughout our lives. But exercise is a beautiful way to not only glorify our body, but exercise is energy work. Energy work. You think about computers, right? And when computers don't get shut off and get or get updated, they start getting all buggy and acting weird and futzing up because all these files are backing up, 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 up. They're like piling on top of each other. They don't have that space to release. Exercise is the same thing for our bodies. When we just sit around, all of these files start backing up. They get lost. They start causing things like anxiety and depression. And eventually they turn into physical issues. Starts with our energy or with emotion and works its way out to the physical. By moving your body, by exercising it, you are able to release this energy. You are able to glorify, to help strengthen and renew your body. To let go of the energy that doesn't serve it. And when I say exercise, what I mean specifically is getting that heart rate up and sweating. However you want to do that. Maybe dancing, maybe running, lifting weights, Pilates, climbing mountains. It doesn't matter. What matters most is that you do exercises that you love and enjoy, that bring you joy, that bring you excitement, but that you get your rear end out and moving at least 30 minutes a day. It's huge, 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 huge. And I can guarantee you that all the mental work, all the spiritual work, while these things are very helpful and very huge, again, until you start moving your body and start exercising it on a daily basis, it's going to be very difficult for you to feel at home within your body. So you're going to start looking for those exterior things, right? And I'm not here to tell you what to do, but at the same time, I'm here to tell you what to do. <laughs> I'm here to encourage and challenge you and also to be real with you. It's going to be really difficult for you to feel at home within your body without exercising it. Really, really difficult. I spent a lifetime as an athlete, as a dancer, as someone who pretty much always went to the gym in one way or another. Like I always called it my form of sanity. You know, I'd be like looking cute in a bathing suit is a perk. That's not why I go to the gym. Dancing 1000% helped me to get into my body and really love my body. I mean, that was a massive practice, but it was really yoga for me that like blew things out of the park. And that's because not only was I getting into my body similar to how I was with dancing, but I was slowing down 
And when I started yoga, I was extremely sick, like extremely sick. I was very weak and I did nothing. I could do nothing but go for walks and do gentle yoga for like three months. And that gentle yoga changed my life. I honestly think, and this was back in 2015, I don't know that I would be sitting here if I hadn't gone through that. My body fell apart and it fell apart to get my attention. And so it's something that really calls to me. And I've I've worked about, you know, with this on with business owners, with clients, like the body can the body is meant to live forever, quite frankly, but we beat it up by not taking care of it and not liking it. <laughs> Period. Okay. So let's kind of step into this activity. And then we'll talk about some tools. So again, I'd like you to just close your eyes, tune into your breath, take some slower breaths, just really inhaling through the nose, and exhaling through the nose. You can exhale through the body or through the mouth as well, as long as you just really feel that exhale through your body. Just all the way from your neck down into your waist. And again, I just want you to bring hand to heart left or right, it doesn't matter. Feel into this space. And then I want you to bring your other hand and just place it on your stomach area. And just feel into this space from your torso down into your waist again exhaling into your body Just feeling that wave that kind of moves through your throat, down into your chest and torso and out through your arms and legs. Just really imagining, you know, the breath coming out through your arms and legs. Just feeling into these spaces, you know, just allowing your mind to kind of work its way around your body, you know, down in your feet, your ankles, coming up through your legs, into your thighs. 
around your hips. into your chest and through your arms into your fingertips up through your neck and into your head just kind of try and feel into everything at once No pressure. There's no right or wrong way to do this. Now go ahead and bring your attention back to your heart space. And just repeat after me. Silently or in your head. Thank you, body. Thank you for being strong. Thank you for loving me, no matter how I felt about you. Thank you for always trying to share your wisdom with me. Thank you for carrying me through my life. Show me how to have a relationship with you. Teach me. I love you. I love you. I accept you exactly as you are. And I want you to ask your body now. What is it that you need to share with me? What do I need to know? Just take whatever comes to you. Trust. 
whatever comes up. Now you can pause this if you'd like to remain here. Or you can go ahead and come back. I invite you to take into consideration how it felt to connect with your body like that. How it felt to tell it that you love it. And if you're someone who really struggles in the relationship with your body, I invite you to do that. You can take five seconds every morning to just get quiet and to just say, I love you. I accept you. Show me how to take care of you. <laughs> you will be blown away by how it shifts your life. So a couple of the tools. Of course, I already spoke about exercise. You don't need to go there again. But as I mentioned before, finding exercise that really brings you joy, that you really love. And if you don't know what that is, get out there and try some things. And I would suggest, unless you just flat out don't like it at all, <laughs> Maybe try it once or twice, you know, give it maybe a couple of times. Just kind of seeing what you gravitate towards. Some of the things I love, weightlifting, yoga, boxing, dancing, hiking, walking, running. These are just some of the things that I love. And there is time for a bit of it every day. Absolutely. Another thing would be eating whole foods. Now I don't want to turn this into like a nutritional podcast. That's not what it's about. But what we feed ourselves makes a huge impact on how we feel in our body and how our mental capacity is able to take care of us. You know, there's a ton of research out there right now that talks about how our mental health is very connected to our gut, our digestive system. Cutting out processed foods as much as possible is huge. And that doesn't mean never eat it or don't enjoy your life. But I can guarantee you that if you start paying attention to how your body feels after something, you're probably going to want it less and less and less. And then you'll just kind of naturally find yourself eating things that your body just really loves and enjoys. But whole foods, it's about feeding your body food that it can turn into energy that can help it run efficiently. And I guarantee you, 
if you are wanting to create a nurturing and loving relationship with your body, that eating a bunch of processed fast foods, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you know, (laughs) you know the effect it has on your body. I don't even have to say anything. Be kind to yourself on the front end. Changing takes time. Sleep. Massive, massive, massive. I mean, holy freaking crap. Sleep, similar to exercise, is energy work. Mark my words. Just like flipping off that computer, sleep is the same thing. It allows all that programming to be released, to settle, to be cleansed from the system. Sleep is massive. If you aren't getting enough sleep, freaking, oh my gosh, good luck taking care of yourself mentally, spiritually, physically, like freaking, I mean, I flat out can't do it. (laughs) So if you figure out how, you let me know. I'd be curious. Because when I'm not sleeping well, I, I want fast food or I want processed food or I want food that's not as good for me. I don't really feel like doing my spiritual practices. I don't really feel like exercising. And I don't feel good, period. Sleep. Massive. Massive. Getting outside. Another one. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Please get outside as much as you possibly, possibly can. Even if you live in a city and getting outside for you is taking a walk down the street and there's all kinds of sounds and this, get outside. Please get outside. There's a really cool trend happening on Instagram right now where people are like showing themselves like, oh, I wasn't depressed. I just needed sunshine. Oh, I wasn't depressed. I just needed to get out of my apartment. Oh, I wasn't like massive. Get outside. Get outside. We are not meant to be cooped up inside all the time at all. Shake it off is another one. Very similar to exercise, but learning how to shake things off. You know, Taylor Swift, shake it off, shake it off. Look at how animals work with their body. When they wake up, what do they do? They shake things off. When you have a bad interaction, shake it off. When you're feeling tired, shake it off. When you're feeling overly happy and you need to ground, shake it off. Like (laughs) shaking it off, huge. All right. So I try to keep this short and sweet, but again, I'm packing in a three hour workshop here and what is this, hour and a half? Not so bad, not so bad. Well, I guess that is two hours. Eek. Anyway, this is for you. Please feel free to revisit at any point in time, any, any, any point in time. I would love to know how all of this resonated with you, and I would highly suggest checking out the Akashic Activation that I channeled for this workshop. Again, it's located on YouTube. You will really resonate it with it now, especially after going through this with me. But I'd love to know how this information sat with you, if it was helpful to you. And if it was, please share it with someone else who could benefit from it. Share it with your online communities. Please leave a review on iTunes, Spotify. That is so helpful for me. Sign up for my email newsletter community to make sure you can jump in on any future workshops, other helpful resources I share, promotions, podcast updates, all the things. I'm sending you so much love. If you hung with me this long, you're, you're my favorite. Thank you so much. And don't forget, when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits.
Until next time. There are many ways to go about building a solid foundation. These are, of course, in hand quotes, but we do not mean them this way. No, no, we mean something much deeper, much more solidifying, much more permanent, steady, steadfast. That's right, something that you can walk upon, something that you can have with you at any moment, on any day. Perhaps you might forget it in one moment or in one day, but that will not negate the fact that it is there, that it is always there. Your steady foundation, the solid foundation that we speak of, why it has many components to it. But first of all, it begins with you. Yes, you. Who are you? What do you need? What makes you feel the most alive? What makes you feel most secure, laid back, grounded, solid? What are those things? Even now we wish to bring you back to a time in your life when you felt this way when you felt the most you, when you felt successful, light, easy, happy, secure, as if you didn't have a care in the world. What was it that you were doing in your life at that time? How old were you? Know that age knows no boundaries when it comes to deciphering this information. This is something that you must go deep with, get quiet about. Where were you? What were you doing? What were the activities that filled your life? What were the things and people that helped you feel this way? These are things that must come into your life now. Playing is likely going to be one of them. Playing in whatever way suits you. But without play, know that Knowing yourself is impossible. Without letting go and having fun, it's going to be very difficult to get to the root of who you are. 
Another component here is your spirituality. What is your spiritual walk, your faith, the ways in which you engage with the world around you? Perhaps calling upon a higher source, God, even. We do not wish to label this for you, as it is different for everyone, and all are included. All are accepted. But what is your relationship to them, with them, with it? How do you convene in these times? Do you know that the spirit that built the outside world lives deep within you, is a part of you, is rooted and planted in you? Did you know that at any time you can connect with it? You do not need to have any fancy toys to go anywhere special or to do anything that doesn't seem right for you. Simply close your eyes and connect. Connect within. Connect with what is here. Connect with what abounds. The third component that we would like to speak of is the body. Oh yes, the body. So many of you would like to be outside of yours. Yet you must know that it is crucial for you to find acceptance and a home within your body in order to cultivate a rich foundation for yourself. For the body is where your spirit lives. And if you cannot find a home here, then you will always be looking to the exterior world for your safety and comfort, for love and survival. When none of that actually plays a part in the real health and wealth that is inside of you. This body carries within it grand wisdom, insight, and knowledge that will always guide you to the correct path. If you seek its wisdom, if you learn how to find a home within, We know that these components can be difficult for you, especially considering the world that you are currently living in for. There are so many things happening around you at any given time. But this is why we have been pushing you in this regard to cultivate this garden from which to live 
and thrive and be. So that while the earth is shaking and quaking around you, you can still stand firm and steady within your own place. Know that there are a multitude of practices to assist you in these endeavors. And we will leave that up to this channel to discuss with you. But know that you are loved, cared for, protected, and guided at all times. Especially when you call upon us. Dig deep now, for the tides are turning. The waves will rumble. And many buildings will fall tumbling to the ground, turning into dust, dust beneath your feet. You must find that steady ground now. You must find the heart that lives within you, connecting with it daily, coming home to the you that is within For without it, there will be no solid foundation. But you can do this work. You must do this work. For the world needs you, your brilliance, your shine. Your gifts and services. Do not forfeit what you have come into this lifetime to accomplish simply because you refuse to come within. Make this a top priority in your life. daily part of your habits. The wind beneath your sails, the sunlight behind your hair, you must learn to float on these things even as the waves come crashing down. For here you will be able to navigate the storm. Here you will find all of the resources that you will ever need. And here will be your answer to prayer. <laughs>